Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 119 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It's Thursday night, it's 8 o'clock, and we are live on Facebook, on our Facebook page for Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, along with our YouTube page and Twitch. So thank you for joining us. This will also be available in audio form, whether you're listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Uh, speaking of podcasts, be sure to check out Tyson Duke's podcast, Hammerlock Wrestling. And there is uh, just a few other events coming up in the Ontario scene, including New School Wrestling this weekend and a future event for Alpha One. Uh, not much else going on with Ontario. So we're going to bring in our uh, panel today, as we usually do, starting off with Toronto and Steven celebrating Jim Cornette's birthday, number 59. How are you today, Steven? I'm okay. This COVID shit's got me over it. Are they going to be... Where are the two shows? Alpha One's in Oshawa. And where's the other Alpha one? Alpha One's Oshawa and New School is Hamilton. And that's this weekend. I don't think yeah. Alpha One is until October. I don't think either show might go on. Yeah, because Ottawa just got uh, slapped down with uh, some restrictions. So that will be a uh, thing to look forward to. We'll try and post things on our Facebook page and see what goes on. Uh, at least podcasts can still uh, happen. Uh, and that's what we're doing today. And we're going to bring in a Jonesy from... Niagara Falls, how are you this evening, Jonesy? Fantastic, as always. Awesome. Um, so I'm not sure how much uh, we have actually to uh, look at today. I've been looking uh, at different uh, websites trying to find out what has happened that we can talk about and care about uh, today. Um, there was a couple things. This past Tuesday night, uh, AEW had uh, Dynamite, or sorry, Dark. It was recorded uh, last Wednesday, and we knew about um, Daniel Garcia and uh, Kevin Blackwood being a part of that episode, taking on Butcher and Blade. And uh, today is Daniel Garcia's birthday, so a shout-out and happy birthday to Daniel Garcia, also celebrating on Jim Cornette's birthday day. So, um, two really good uh, birthdays to have. Uh, they stick around on the Thursday and were part of the um, show last night for Dynamite, getting beat up by Butcher and Blade and Pentagon or Penta L0M, whatever it wants to be called now, and uh, Phoenix. But it's nice to see uh, guys like the Buffalo Brothers uh, making it. Puff was even still there along with... Uh, uh, Megabyte uh, Ronnie, uh, and you can see them uh, part of that brawl that happened to close out the show with the parking lot uh, brawl. But also on Tuesday was United Wrestling Network launching their first uh, episode of the sort of connection with NWA and Billy Corgan. Uh, it's a seven ninety nine, I believe, pay per view that happens every Tuesday. Uh, for 90 minutes, uh, 9 o'clock on Fight and a couple other outlets, I guess there is. But this week in their debut was really rough. 
a lot of uh, bufferings and changes that way, but it's live for some unknown reason because uh, it's not in front of fans. And uh, they could have just simply recorded and put it out as a video on demand. But it was supposed to have Mike uh, Bennett challenging Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. Aldis ended up winning. They did get things straightened around, but I don't know about it. Um, Alex Hammerstone uh, defeated EJ Sparks. Camille defeated Heather Moore. Uh, Dan Joseph uh, and Levi Shapiro, I believe, went to a no contest. For the TV title, Chris Dickinson uh, defeated Mike Miner. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the United Television champion, Dan Joseph, defeated Levi Shapiro to retain. Um, and Nick Aldis uh, retained over Mike Bennett, who had Maria uh, by his side. The Wolf Zaddies and the Tribe went to a no contest in a tag team match. Um, so there's a lot of unknown people, I think, with this one. But I guess the question is, would you pay $7.99 or I think it's uh, $24 for a month of it? It kind of goes back to the old TNA uh, monthly uh, weekly pay-per-view. Your thoughts on it, guys? Not a chance. If this is one of the big companies, ROH... <sighs> I wouldn't even pay WWE. Maybe MLW. MLW, MLW I'd consider because they put ROH. Probably be the only two that I'd put a lot of money out. That I probably wouldn't spend $24 or $7.99 a, a week. Um, but I mean, no. There's way too many. I'd, I would have had to do way too more research figuring out who some of these people were. And I probably would have got yelled and screamed at the television because it would have been bad. And then it would just be ugly. I'm trying to get positive in my life. Not yeah. screaming at a television anymore, except on Wednesdays. Because <laughs> looking at that uh, whole lineup, I actually only knew of uh, Nick Aldis and uh, Mike Canellis or Mike Bennett, should I say. Um, in the oh, main event. oh, you have to look out, look up um, Hammerstone in MLW. Wow, future, future, future is very bright with Alexander Hammer, Hammerstone. Okay, something to look forward to, Jonesy. What were your thoughts on uh, that? Would you uh, pay for a weekly pay per view, ninety minutes for your wrestling, or try and get it free, like? Everybody else. I would only do it if it was like say one that you do watch a lot, like say Smash in the region, but you don't get to go to it a lot, then you know that might be reasonable if the quality is good. But with today's you can like find pretty much any match within a day of it happening why would i pay that but i i i can see why they do it because you look at even if they only get two three hundred people that's only like two to three people per state that have to pay for that and they're doing okay per week so i say that it's a good it's a good thing to try because that could 
be kind of more of the future, but unless you're big or got big stars, you're not, you're, you might get that a couple of times, but you're not going to get repeat people. And that's what you're going to want. Yeah. This week also saw the return of ring of honor, uh, back to TV. Uh, they're doing, uh, their, uh, pure title tournament. Uh, they bring back that title. I think it was last used, uh, with, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. And, uh, Nigel McGuinness was one of the last uh, matches they had, and then it got retired. Uh, they're bringing it back for uh, their company. And this week featured Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle in Block A, and Jonathan Gresham and uh, Wheeler Yuta in Block B. Uh, so they're starting to get the, their things going back to uh, basic. Uh, I think MLW is coming back uh in the next couple of weeks too. So there's definitely more wrestling to watch. And you have then uh, Josh Barnett is starting up uh, Bloodsport, and that's going to be on Sunday, October 11th. Also, uh, I think that's uh, uh, available on Fight TV, uh, going to be uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Some of the people announced that are going to be a part of Bloodsport include Homicide, Josh Alexander, uh, Grizzly Cal Jack, uh, Chris Dickinson, uh, Diona Perrazzo, Kelvin Tankman, uh, Lindsey Snow. Yeah, that's the who they've started off with so far. Um, any interest in checking out uh, Josh Barnett's uh, Bloodsport? No, but I have a really good, interesting question. How Josh... Josh Alexander can travel back and forth from U.S. to Canada without quarantining. Yeah, because he's back here in Canada. He just was doing uh, a uh, thing with uh, Destiny this past weekend uh, involving a speedball. Yeah. So I know Impact's been taped for a while. I don't know how much they taped. I don't know if they've done a taping recently, but I know he was down in the States at some point doing, I want to say warrior wrestling or something, one of them. So, I mean, this is COVID time. So I'm really confused about some of how some of these wrestlers can travel and not quarantine. Understandable. I'm not sure either, and but at the same time, this isn't until October 11th, so maybe he has nothing going on uh, between then and is able to go back to uh, do some impact tapings and over to Josh Barnett's uh, Bloodsport. Anything's possible, I guess, with the amount of time. Um, moving on to some AEW, um, they've introduced a season pass for their uh, fans that are in attendance up in the upper bowls of uh, Daly's place. And instead of just having your, uh, here's your ticket and coming once in a while, they're hoping to get repeat customers since they're always there at Daly's place. So they're presenting a $175 US uh, package that is going to cover um, live events the rest of this month October and November. 
so I think it takes up to uh, maybe uh, their next pay-per-view full gear. But do you think that's a, a good deal to end up doing? Oh, I have to pay them to watch that horseshit? Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. No. No, not no. No. Never. Fuck no. Hell no. They can fuck off. Wow. Wow. But I understand. Uh, I think that I think it's actually a good deal when you break it down to how many shows there would be uh, in three months there for that amount of money. I think it's a pretty good deal if you're a wrestling fan and you want to see that because they are being taped and it's national and yay. And there is some good matches, but there is some you know silly stuff too. It just depends. Uh, I find AEW. Uh, they're a mix. They're a mix of trying to be that serious type of wrestling world, but then they throw a bunch of camp in there, and they they bounce back so much with it that I mean, some people love it because I see that silly stuff they do is more what you see at indie house shows than what you used to see on TV, but now they're showing that stuff on TV. No, so I see better house shows than AEW. A lot of that, like that last pay-per-view they did, except for two or three matches that just were like, meh, it was an excellent show. I thought it was a fantastic show. They had great wrestling. Um, was it top-notch? No, there was some mistakes, but I think for a young company, it's a good show. It's just they don't they don't know who they can be yet. They know who they want to be, but what can you financially be? Because they're trying to balance the whole indie experience that you experience when you go to some of these indie shows where silly stuff happens. They talk to the crowd um, where they don't do that stuff much on other t television programs so i think they're trying to bring in the indie world but it's it doesn't meld with everyone especially when you have both type of products on the same show smushed together because i'm supposed to believe well cer certain things of seriousness and then all of a sudden um like on was it dark with the, the hot dog i mean that dark. was that's fine, I think, in a in a live crowd indie show, but on TV, it doesn't translate. It just doesn't translate. So that's what I think about that. So apparently the Black Scorpion is uh, watching along with us on YouTube. Uh, but um, to your point, Chris, uh, AEW is trying to be the anti-WWE uh, is what their slogans are. Uh, but they bring in a lot of independent wrestlers who are not giving uh, any ring time now because even when there was COVID, they're only working once a week because they're with uh, AEW. And so they're so green that it comes off really bad. They got referees who are supposed to be really talented, but they're either trying to put themselves over and getting in the way, if you listen to Jimmy Corderas, or they're uh, just 
standing aside and not following any rules. Like they need to figure out what they want to do. But then you end up having garbage matches on uh, pay-per-views and you think, okay, they're saving it for that. And then last night they go all extreme with their uh, parking lot brawl that could have gone uh, awry. And that was only a couple days after what happened with Matt Hardy. Like this company doesn't learn from its mistakes and just keep on trying to be, I don't know. I don't get it. Which I don't understand is that parking lot brawl was horseshit. I know we'll talk about it shortly. But why wouldn't that be on a pay-per-view? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't Because I think TV buys are more important than pay-per-view buys now. Kind of like drive-through, places that offer drive-through, a lot of times they're, that's more than half of what they're bringing in, more so than people actually coming and sitting down. So... But the, you you make like they've already got yeah, their TV. I just listen to. Uh, but I agree with you. I do. I, I listen to Rewinded Dynamite on uh, my walk to, today with the gentleman I support, and they were even talking about why are you putting this on a TV show when it's a hot angle that started off really low because you know you got uh, Pride and uh, Proud. Uh, taking on the best friends who were somewhat a joke, uh, but now you get just elevated up to something extremely violent after a mom van got destroyed. But they put that on TV. Now what happens when there's an actual blood feud needing to be solved? Like, where is the line being drawn, and why is it on free TV instead of being paid for? Kind of isn't that like doesn't make sense with this company. And then Tony Khan is showing up. uh, Being almost a part of the whole stuff with the Young Bucks, because he fined them for kicking Alex Marvez in the face, and now uh, they kicked um, Posey in the face to start off their show uh, last night, and they walked right past Tony Khan and tossed money at him. Already, Tony Khan, the owner of uh, the company, is going to potentially be a character who's obviously going to get super kicked. Like, they don't want to be WWE, but now doing this, you're going to be WWE. You're, you're putting yourself as Vince McMahon and going to get uh, super kicked and going to be angry about them. And it's just that circle of we don't want to be this, but we'll give you that. It, they don't know what they're doing. I thought them throwing the money Anyways, at them. TSN knows what they're doing with uh, eight. You're so lagging, Sean. Well, right it was now. good yeah. because they're paid for their Sean, fine before Sean, they got fined. Sean, Sean, you're so lagging. We're getting, yeah, there he goes. Okay. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> it's probably for the best because he probably now realized that we couldn't understand half of his words. Jonesy, did you watch AEW last night? No, I didn't. I watched the pay per view and I watched Summer Dark. Yeah, I, I watched. 
the only thing on dark I watched was the Buffalo Brothers, uh, Blackwood and Garcia, because I, I would pay to watch them. Um, I unfortunately started watching AEW, and okay, Sean, speak. I'm waiting to turn on. I'm not there. Oh, you're on. You're on. Okay. You're on. I don't know. This is kind of lagging today. I don't understand why. Bear with us, people. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, your wife, if you want to talk your wife watching some wrestling on the Wi Fi? No, she's not even in the uh, city. She oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, we were starting uh, to go. Oh, Sean, hold on. <laughs> You're so lagging, you're throwing us off. We just started to talk about AEW if Jonesy watched it, and he only watched some of Dark. And I said the only thing I watched on Dark out of all of Dark so far has been Garcia and Blackwood. I know you watched it. Thumbs up. Yeah, I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) There he goes He's again. gone again. There he goes again. Um, what we you- could, what we could do is, um, I could do this week in wrestling. Hey, Sean, would you like me to do this week in wrestling history now, which would take about ten minutes, and see maybe if your internet uh, improves in that ten minute time? Just give us a thumbs up, yes, Jonesy. Oh, there okay. you go. you're good now, Sean. Talk again. Oh, sure. There you go. Okay, do okay. it. Do this week in history, so well, let's just we're just winging it, people. We're just winging this shit. It's like AEW, except okay. production. Put your hands up, crazy! If I start lagging and I'm just wasting my breath. Okay, so this week in wrestling history, September 11th to the 17th. We'll start with September 11th, 36 years ago. Longtime WWF champion Bruno Sammartino made his commentary debut, thus causing wrestling fans to nap during broadcasts. 25 years ago, a real war broke out on network television as both WWF Raw and WCW Nitro aired opposite to each other for the first time. Uh, Raw's main event saw Shawn Michaels defeat Sid to retain the WWF IC belt, and Nitro main event saw Hogan defeat Lex Luger to retain the heavyweight title. 23 years ago, WrestleFest 50 Years of Funk took place, celebrating 50 years of funk and another retirement match for Terry Funk. The main event saw Bret Hart defeat the Funker. The special guest referee was Dennis Stamp, Bret's first opponent, or otherwise known as I'm Not the Not Booked Guy. 17 years ago, Ring of Honor presented Glory by Honor 3. Featured Jay Lethal defeating Matt Stryker, CM Punk defeating Austin Aries, Brian Danielson defeating Alex Shelley, and Samoa Joe won the ROH World Belt defeating Doug Williams. 14 years ago, Trish Stratus wrestled her final match on Raw at MSG before her retirement. 10 years ago, Jeff Hardy is arrested on charges of trafficking, prescription drugs, and processing antibiotic steroids. And 10 years ago, on September 11th, we lost the Booger Man, Mike Shaw. September 12th, 
31 years ago, NWA presented Clash of the Champions 8. On the card, we've seen the Road Warriors defeat the Samoan SWAT team. Hillman defeated Norman the Lunatic. Sting and Flair defeated Dick Slater and Muda via disqualification. 29 years ago, Chris Atkinson, a.k.a. Chris Von Erich, passed away due to a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He died three weeks before his 22nd birthday. 21 years ago, WCW presented Fall Brawl 99. This pay-per-view was the end of the Bischoff era and the first Fall Brawl with no war games. Then it's not a war games Fall Brawl. Sting defeated Hogan for the belt. 16 years ago, WWE's Unforgiven featured Trish Stratus defeating Victoria to retain the woman's belt. Jericho won the IC belt, defeating Christian in a ladder match, and Triple H defeated Randy Orton to win the big belt. September 13th, 82 years ago, John Pesek was awarded the NWA Heavyweight Championship because he was the only wrestler who would post the $1,000 bond, $16,000 in today's monies, at an annual NWA meeting towards a proposed championship tournament. He was rewarded because he was the only guy, but he was soon stripped of that belt for not defending it against top contenders. What a dork. 34 years ago, WWF taped the seventh edition of Saturday Night's Main Events. Three weeks before it aired on NBC, Hogan defeated Paul Orndorff via DQ and Steamboat defeated Jake the Snake Roberts in a snake pit match. 27 years ago on Raw, the Quebecers defeated the Steiner Brothers via Province du Quebec rules. Match in New York to win the WWF Tag Team Championship belts. This is the only time in WWE history that the tag belts changed hands due to a DQ. Viva the Quebecers! 22 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico, Rio de Janeiro defeated Universal 2000 to win the CML World Heavyweight Championship. On a side note, Sean Morley, aka Val Venus, held that ba belt back in 1997 under the wrestling name Steel with a knee. 22 years ago, Fall Brawl 98 was the last WCW War Games match in a double cage, and it featured three teams and a special trapdoor that injured Davey Boy Smith in an earlier match. War Games also could be won at any time as it was a nine-man free-for-all where a pinfall was allowed, proving once again WCW killed anything good from the old NWA days. 21 years ago on Nitro, Rick Steiner lost the TV belt to Chris Benoit. 19 years ago, SmackDown was presented two days later than planned and was the first televised sportings event post 9-11. 16 years ago, Mike Bushi made his WWE debut as fitness guru Simon Dean. 17 years ago, Million Dollar Tough Enough winner Daniel Pewter was released from WWE just one year into his fourth year. WWE stated it was due to budget cuts, and that's the angle they went with. Nine years ago, at an impact taping, Sting defeated Ric Flair, earning him a shot at Hulk. Ah, who cares about that old storyline? Happy 36th birthday to Baron... Corbin and Lauren Richards, best known as six-time TNA Knockouts champion Angelina Love. September 14th, 
40 years ago, Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan after a failed body slam attempt. What? They fought before WrestleMania 3? That must be a lie. 23 years ago, WCW presented Fall Brawl War Games 97. The main event featured Kurt, don't call me Mr. P. Henning. Damn you, Kurt, you took that spot for nothing. Not just any spot, not a, not a social distancing spot on the floor of everywhere we kind of go spot, but Arn Spot. What a bastard. 21 years ago, Vince McMahon won the WWF Championship with help from Shino Mac against Triple H. This made him the oldest to win that belt. 12 years ago, TNA presented No Surrender from Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. The main event saw Samojo retain the main belt against Kurt Angle in Christian Cage. Five years ago, Sting wrestled his first and last match on Raw, defeating The Big Show via submission. And today, September 14th, would have been Mad Dog Vachon's 91st birthday. He was one of 13 children. He started his wrestling career at a local YMCA and is the father of the beautiful and luscious Luna Vachon. September 15th. 36 years ago, Randy Savage won the World Wrestling Council North American Heavyweight Championship, beating Pedro Morales. 24 years ago, Fall Brawl 96 happened. Ice Train defeated Scott Norton via submission. Harlan Heat defeated the Nasty Boys to retain the tag belts. And Team NWO Hash, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and Fakesting defeated WCW Luger, Flair, Arn Anderson, and Crowsting. 23 years ago, Kurt Henning won his only, surprisingly, only WCW championship from Steve Mongo McMichaels. Way to book that crap. 22 years ago at a Raw taping, Jacqueline defeated Sable to become the first WWF Women's Champion since it was dumped into the garbage in WCW. 17 years ago, Vince McMahon gave Moolah her promised birthday match if she reached the age of 80. Which she did. She beat Victoria in just 30 seconds, which is about the same amount of time it took her to blow out her birthday candles that day. 15 years ago at Border City Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett won the NWA World Belt from Raven. This was believed to be the first NWA match in nearly half a century. And today would have been the 66th birthday of Keith Frake, a.k.a. Adorable Adonis. Adonis was an AWA tag champ with Jesse Ventura and WWF tag champ with Dick Murdoch. Adonis would have a talk show segment called The Flower Shop. Adonis would die in a car accident with two others when the driver lost control, trying to avoid hitting a moose. September 16th, 25 years ago, the Pitbulls and substitute Tommy Dreamer defeated Raven and Stevie Richards in a two-out-of-three collar match to win the ICW tag belts. Fantastic match. If the same uh, in the same pay-per-view, Gangsta Styles Paradise, Rey Mysterio defeated Psychosis in their ECW debut match. 18 years ago on Raw, Rico scored one of the biggest upsets in WWE history when he defeated Ric Flair. 17 years ago, during a SmackDown taping, Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo defeated the world's greatest tag team, Haas and Benjamin, to win the WWF tag belts. 15 years ago, ROH Glory by Honor 4. This marked the return of Brian, Brian Danielson and the final ROH appearance of Mick Foley. 
14 years ago, WWE Unforgiven from the ACC in Toronto featured a newer version of Hell in a Cell, taller, more spacious, and that show marked the final match of Trish Stratus as an active competitor. And it's a happy birthday to, of course, Jim Cornette. Excellent. And Thank that you, Chris. Is all. I might have got the date mixed up on one of them. So, anyways, there you go. Well, thank you, and hopefully uh, everything's back in sync for me. Uh, I don't know what will happen with that. Our uh, Black Scorpion, whoever uh, that gentleman is uh, watching along on uh, YouTube, uh, mentioned that you forgot September 5th, 1990. However, that was covered last week. Uh, this this week in history. Was that the Black Scorpion stuff? Today, so it would have been, you started on what? That was the black scorpion, apparently. So, uh, just to get back to AEW, running down uh, last night's uh, stuff very quickly. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus lost to FTR. Uh, Jungle Boy could do so much better than having Luchasaurus as its uh, tag team partner. Um, Alex Marvez uh, talked to Private Party, but we saw Matt Hardy taken out. SCU's uh, Frankie Kazarian uh, lost to Hangman Adam Page. O Omega was on uh, commentary. They're still uh, teasing them being together, but not together. And uh, I don't know what they're doing on that one uh, for sure. Then MJF with Wardlow destroyed uh, Sean Dean in like seven seconds with a poke to the eye and the salt of the earth. Eddie Kingston came out with Penta. Uh, Ray, uh, Phoenix, and uh, Butcher and Blade. They uh, wanted to their uh, authority and then ended up beating up Garcia and uh, Blackwood. Happy birthday, Daniel. Uh, then Private Party, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn defeated, uh, or sorry, lost to Demo God, uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Uh, when we were talking about this uh, back and forth briefly, yeah, Stephen and I uh, were, I thought this was going to be a squash match because they're trying to boost up the former champion and Jake Hager as being a dominant force and going, but they went 50-50 with uh, Private Party. That should not have happened if they wanted to establish uh, Jericho and Hager or something. I release uh, lost to uh, NWA champion Thunder Rosa. It was a decent match to uh, wrestlers who can actually go as opposed to the rest of the uh, women of AEW. They had to bring in outside people. This turned into Demondi uh, attacking uh, Rosa and Sheeta coming for the rescue. They're going to do a tag team match. Miro was backstage with Kip Sabian. This total waste of the former Rusev. I didn't mind the uh, buildup for... Lance Archer uh, getting uh, Taz out there with Jake and then getting uh, Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks to be a, a six-man tag, like a three-man tag uh, together to go against Moxley uh, next week. Uh, he's also going to have uh, the newly signed, I'm just trying to get his name, Will Hobbs. Yeah. Will Hobbs, and they're going to also get Darby Allen to show up next week. 
Yeah, Excalibur's going. I mean, I mentioned that Orange Cassie's challenging Brody Lee for the TNT Championship, and the main event saw a huge brawl with uh, Santana Ortiz taking on the Best Friends. They went through cars, uh, windshields. Orange Cassidy was in a trunk and made the save just in time. There was this really bad uh, powerbomb through the uh, windshield, which cut up, uh, I think it was Trent's back. But then Trent was able to do some sort of reverse package pile driver off a truck roof into a flatbed, but through a piece of plywood. It just looked really dangerous and stupid. They finally got the victory, though. All three of them went off to the minivan because Sue, which is basically their version of Judy Bagwell, was waiting for them. They hopped in the van and left, but she stopped and gave the middle finger as the uh, show went off the air. Thoughts on this show, guys? Well, let me start with FTR versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, why, 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 why? They don't know how to book this Luchasaurus Jungle Boy. You have you have Jungle Boy take the beat down. You have him make the hot tag to Luchasaurus to save him. You then had could have had um. You have FTR win, but it, it was supposed to be a funky finish, and it was kind of, but it wasn't great and then I'm trying to think what it was I turned it off at, uh, after Jericho and then I had to co- go back and finish watching it for, for this because I was gonna break my TV um, what was next hangman page and which one was yeah, next page and S, uh, that was Frankie Kazarian Frankie. I, I don't understand what they're doing with that. I mean, Adam Page's ring trunks look dumb with the frill on them. I get what they're going for, the chaps, but it just looks dumb. I mean, it was a good match. Um, you can clearly see they're building for a Kenny Omega Hangman Page match. Um, what was that? What was... Um, MGF killed it like he always does. And then he talks about if he wants to join the faction, yeah. Action and make the. Uh, and he, I'm not really sure who he was hinting at, but he made a lot of like lone wolf and stuff. And I, I, I'm not sure if I missed something on that. If there's someone out there, I don't really know. Um, I would love to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see MGF be the leader with um, him, Wardlow, and FTR, with Tully as their, the advisor. I think that would be a new horseman stable, which would be interesting. Um, I don't know how much you'd need Wardlow to stay around after that. No, but they need that big, like, enforcer. So I... I, I, I that's why I was thinking more, though. I mean, it could be anyone. Um, Eddie Kingston can talk, but and it was great to see Garcia and Blackwood, but I didn't really understand that segment. 
and then the last shot, like you have to get to Blade, you have to get your own house in order, which clearly is some sort of shot at getting Allie back in the fold, which, yeah. okay. And then, then uh, Private Party somehow looked like they were going to beat Jericho and Hager, which I don't understand. It should have been a like a 30-second match. Private Party should have never been in there. You should have built up. They should build up Hager and Jericho and work them way their way up the tag team ranks because I don't understand how you do an FTR versus Hager and Jericho heel and heel. So I yeah, mean, they don't know what they're doing. No, they don't. And then I turned off because I was going to throw my remote through my TV at that point. And then I came back today and watched the rest and the women's match looked like a joke. There's a meme going out there where Ivelisse just sits there and lets Thunder Rosa put this, the full Nelson on her where she, when she's laughing. And I was like, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that, I must oh. have looked away. Yeah, it was probably for the best. Um, the parking lot brawl was horseshit, and I turned it off because I would have rather bleach my eyeballs and watch any of this anymore. And if it wasn't for doing this podcast, I wouldn't be watching AEW. I would record it and watch FTR and MGF. Yeah, so I, I swear to God, every week I watch AEW, it takes years off my life. Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy you're, you're on mute. Jonesy, you're on mute. Stop smoking the weed again. Awesome. Oh, it isn't just the weed. I, I generally forget that something's pressed it's just you know what uh, sometimes it's better if i'm on the weed and things go much what were you gonna add? um because hey man i i ran through that history list pretty damn good um i was gonna add uh how about maybe not watching AEW? i i like or at least not as much of it i watch i watch most wrestling now until I've had enough and then I switch to a different, you know, group of wrestlers. Because, uh, again, AEW, I, I, I like some of the stuff. I like watching Dark. Uh, again, it reminds me of old WCW Saturday Night. Uh, the the commentating, I think, is is great. Uh, like with uh, Taz and uh, Excalibur. Oh my God, those two are fantastic. They screwed up so many times, and I was listening to it the other day. But that's they're they're not taking it too seriously. Uh, it's fun. I, I I like actually the banter that that they've been doing on there. Um, they were calling people uh, by the wrong. Well, that's that's, that's going to happen. That's gonna happen. They're gonna make mistakes, but uh, everyone watches it for different reasons. Uh, but again, uh, some of the matches are great. But like that match, I can't even remember the two guys. But the stupid hot dog thing at the end just ruined that match for those two guys. It just ruined it. Yeah. So TSN is going to pick up uh, the uh, stuff that's going to happen. 
on uh, September 22nd. They recorded a extra hour of um, AEW that was supposed to be possibly last night if the NBA stuff was uh, going to be going on, but then it wasn't needed, so they actually decided they're going to still show that hour on uh, the 22nd after the NBA game. Uh, and some of the highlights that's going to happen on that include uh, Ricky Starks taking on um, – oh, not Ricky Starks, sorry. Lance Archer is going to be uh, part of that uh, whole thing. Uh, it's um, – Oh, I, Sean I can – There's a whole bunch of things uh, going on. I'm just trying to find it. Uh yeah, that's, that's not the list. Uh, but Hobbs just ended up signing a contract, so he's going to be there uh, longer. Uh, Jesse Sorensen, formerly of TNA, he's uh, hanging around longer. Buffalo Brothers had a, a story done by WK, uh, WKBW uh, in Buffalo covering uh, their leg, uh, legacy from getting in that accident and then making it all the way to AEW. And then AEW is also going to be next week having uh, Moxley, Hobbs, and uh, Allen taking on Archer, Cage, and Starks. And there's also going to be the TNT Championship with uh, Orange Cassidy and Brody Lee. So that is unfortunately... AEW. Uh, so, look at Facebook. What's that? I tagged you in the stupid meme of Evilly sitting there taking the stupid stupid ass fucking AEW stresses me out. It's taking years off my life. Hey, AEW um, uh, Scorpion uh, there that's uh, been popping up. What does the Scorpion, dark, uh, the Black Scorpion, think of AEW? Does it stress you or does it give you pleasure? I think he's uh, walked away. Oh. Um, the other fun, stupid ass fact about. Oh, okay, we're going to AEW. Okay, let's go. Yeah, so Nibbity uh, did uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, they're going to be actually only going to, I guess, the end of October uh, in the Thunderdome, which I guess Chris Maloney's going to be a part of tomorrow night uh, for SmackDown. He got in just like I did. Oh, he's out of here. Uh, Steven has uh, some other things to get going. Uh, I'm the only one that hasn't been eliminated tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, he has uh, some work to do. Uh, WD confirmed that uh, their next TakeOver special is going to be on October 4th. It's very quick, so there's only like three weeks uh, before uh, they have to uh, uh, turn around and do a AEW. Sorry, Steven's computer died. That's what seems to have happened. So he's apologized, and we'll see what happens That's if fair. he comes back in through a cell phone. I hope he can get it going again. But, uh, so yeah. They only have three weeks to uh, get ready for uh, TakeOver. Um, 
and they're going to do that uh, with a women's battle royal to determine number contender for Ayo Shirai. And also there's going to be a men's gauntlet match uh, with some special rules, almost like a, what they do in Impact Wrestling to determine number one contender for uh, Finn Balor. And then, uh, yeah, that's going to happen on a Sunday. This is the fourth consecutive one uh, that they've been able to do on Sunday instead of Saturdays. Wade Barrett has uh, confirmed that he's uh, signed for a year uh, to stay with WWE and be one of the uh, permanent members of the broadcast team. Uh, it also has a option to extend for a year. Coming out of uh, last night's NXT, it was announced that uh, the challengers, as I said, uh, are going to happen. The gauntlet eliminator match has two men start in the ring, and every four minutes, one enters, and only way to eliminate is by pinfall or submission. Uh, the last person standing is going to earn the title shot. And the women's uh, battle royal has Rhea Ripley, Casey Catanzaro, uh, Indy Hartwell, Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Caden Carter, and Zaya Lee. And so that one's uh, going to determine the winner and number one contender for Yoshirai for TakeOver. Uh, they're setting up also right now for Night I mean, Clash of Champions. It used to be Night of Champions. And uh, right now we have probably uh, the WD Championship is going to be defended by uh, McIntyre over uh, Randy Orton. They've been teasing some Keith Lee stuff in there, but... That's probably not going to happen. They're holding him off a bit, but still dangling the uh, thing there. Alexa Bliss has had almost cost Nikki uh, Cross a chance of challenging Bailey for the title, but that's going to happen. Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. Uh, they're going to be doing a uh, Bliss segment tomorrow night on uh, SmackDown. Also, Sasha Banks is returning. So who knows? That could end up eventually being a four-way match uh, for United Champions. They're setting up all that, and that's happening on the 27th. Also, uh, with the Thunderdome stuff ending uh, on Halloween, they're going to do uh, Hell in a Cell a weekend before that so that they can uh, get that done before having to move out, which WWE is thinking about going to do uh, outdoor stadiums, potentially, and bringing in fans like how AEW is. We'll have to see what happens as that uh, gets closer to November and what announcements are going to happen that way. But, uh, yeah, so WWE is leading up towards that. And... I guess the last thing we have going on for us before we get out of here is the New Japan G1 tournament, which starts actually this week. And uh, there we go. New Japan uh, revealed uh, what their matchups are going to end up being. And so it starts on uh, Saturday, September 19th. Okada's taking on Ibushi. So this is actually uh, block A for uh, night number one. 
Okada against Bushi. Takagi against uh, Jay White. Ishii against uh, Suzuki. Jeff Cobb against uh, Taichi. Uh, Yuro will take on... Uh, Yujiro will take on Will Ospreay. And then on Sunday, Block B uh, is going to take on... And that's Naito against Tanahashi. Evil's taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Kenta against Goto. Sonata against Torayano. Uh, Juice Robinson against uh, Yoshihashi. And so that's going to continue. Um, actually, before our next episode, Block A will be on Wednesday with Abushi against Jay White. Osprey against Ishii. Suzuki against uh, Taichi. Okada against Yujiro, uh, Takagi against Jeff Cobb, and Thursday, which will happen before we go uh, live again, is Block B. So we'll have some results and points uh, to announce at that time. Naito is against Zack Sabre Jr., Evil against Yoshihashi, Kenta against Juice Robinson, Tanahashi against Toroyano, Sonata takes on Goto, and uh, there's a couple of undercard matches just to uh, go from there. So each night is going to have five matches. Are you following it at all, uh, Chris? Oh, pardon me. No, I am not. Oh, okay. I know Stephen I, was. I, I, and I know, yeah. uh, Chris uh, Maloney is. So um, I may watch a couple a couple matches, but that's about it. We're going to just cover it uh, point-wise and uh, give results uh, on the show on a weekly basis. I know it's 19 days of the whole thing, and people like Post Wrestling are going to do one every single night. I think possibly Chris Maloney is going to do one with uh, CWN, and the hope is that Stephen will be able to uh, be watching it and give uh, actual feel for the uh, show's We'll see what his schedule's like. But, uh, yeah, that's basically what's going to happen with uh, the G130 Climax starting this uh, yeah Saturday. I think it's bright and early. It's either 4 a.m. or something like that, our time that you'd end up seeing it, or 6 a.m., depending on uh, how the schedule's going and the time changes. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, everything for this week, essentially. A little bit scrambled, some technical issues we apologize for, but uh, yeah, anything you'd like to plug uh, this week, Chris? Uh, about the Wrestling Trivia Game Show Challenge, uh, right now we're now on an official mid-season hiatus. Uh, we will return, I'm sure, way before Christmas. Uh, just got to get uh, another computer so I can uh, have more availability. Uh, and we need players. Come on, people. You want to play. Test your wrestling knowledge. And learn that's it. Learn yes, learn something. So as I said, uh, Chris will be on tomorrow. Uh, check him out. He's doing an individual show now. We are still doing our shows here which is Scumbags Wrestling uh, Podcast. But we also have Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, earlier today, because I uh, hit the wrong number for uh, when it was supposed to be released, it was supposed to be released yesterday. It came on 
this evening, but we've done part two of uh, the greatest theme songs. So we've taken down WCW and now WJF all the way up until uh, WrestleMania 17. And so tune in on those ones. Find out who uh, came out on top of both of those. I don't want to give a spoiler because I'd really like you to watch our shows. But uh, then next week on Wednesday, we will go through the WWE side of things, basically from WrestleMania uh, 17 till today. Uh, There's a good mix of different uh, songs that are going to be put in there. And the last thing I want to plug before we uh, go is our T-shirt. It's a special one for uh, Stephen's Wrestling Journey. We are raising funds uh, for Curie Malformation, and it's a T-shirt that has 22 stars of the Ontario indie scene. And for the month of September, we are selling them for $25 or the poster for $10. But all proceeds are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, and uh, they're trying to find a cure for this. Uh, definitely help support us and get an awesome T-shirt that has Ontario superstars on it and just in time to go back to new shows if they are still allowed to happen. So I will end with that commercial and we will see you next Thursday on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, episode number 120, and also Wednesday for Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Curie Malformation Awareness Month, and we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for Curie Malformation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, 